From the game gurus at Snakes and Lattes, you're listening to the Snakes Cast, a proud member of the Dice Tower Network. Welcome back to the Snakes Cast, everyone. My name is Jonathan Marity. Joining me this week are my co-hosts Steve Tassie. Hello. And introducing Mr. Aaron Zach. Hiya. So, Aaron, uh, we all know Steve. We know we love Steve. He's a curator. Aaron, uh, your involvement is mostly with food and drink, right? Well, some, somewhat, yes. I mean, my, I'm the director of operations. It's a fancy okay. title. What uh, does that actually mean in English? It means, in English, it means I do everything from community outreach and work with schools all the way to internal operations with the floor team, you know, working with the kitchen teams and working with the servers and even picking the beers, picking the wines at lagers, picking, you know, what kind of coffee we're going to use at lattes, kind of working with the entire team to kind of create the food and drink aspect of the company. Neat. All right. So I'm glad you're here and I'm glad Steve's here because between the curator and yourself, Mr. Zach, we are going to talk about rules for food and drink at the game table and how that can affect things. Now, obviously the condition of a game can be important. A game that's in rough shape because it's had a lot of stuff spilled on it or because it's all gross. It can negatively affect your enjoyment of the game. Some people have a very strict no food at the table policy while others are more liberal. Now, back in reality, Snakes and Lattes is a cafe. Snakes and Lagers is a bar. Food and drink usually share the same table with games. That's both good and bad, and we're going to talk about that today. So, guys, what's what's your personal policy for food at the game table when, when you're just playing with friends? You know, never mind your know, work stuff. Uh, at home, uh, I'm fine with it. Uh, I'm not one of those gamers who uh, is particularly concerned about um, the damage that comes from being a food adjacent. I mean, yes... <laughs> Some accidents can happen and cause severe damage to a game, but on the whole, as far as I'm concerned, it's a bunch of wood and cardboard, and <laughs> stressing out about it is not that big a deal. If we're talking about my original copy of Dune, then we're on a different level right. here. But if we're talking about my copy of Puerto Rico or Power Grid or uh, you know any of the games that I can replace easily. I think it's perpetually in print that's easy to find a new copy care. of. I really don't care. Uh, I do have a an interesting drink policy that um, oh. I think some people uh, think I'm weird about. Um, if your drink, if a drink gets spilled, it is not the person who knocked it over's fault. It is the person whose drink that was. It's their fault. And they are responsible. Okay. I feel this way because... If you are negligent enough to let your drink get knocked over by someone who's excited and not paying attention to their surroundings, that's your bad. That's not on them. They're enjoying the game. They're having a good time. They're getting into it. Uh, and if they knocked your drink over, you put your drink in the wrong place. An interesting policy. That's my policy. Neat. Okay, Aaron? Well, my friends, the ones that play games... We, we don't even mind. I'm completely on board with Steve on these things, except for his weird drink policy. That's super weird, guys. <laughs> it totally works. I'm, yeah. In weird, you know, police state land that is Steve's apartment, <laughs> I'm sure it's great, and everyone smiles, <laughs> and Steve calls the North Koreans all the time. But for me, I don't, I don't have any policies. I, I just I, – I believe everyone that I bring into my house is respectful enough and Hopefully smart enough, but not too smart because I want to win the games. Right. <laughs> uh, to figure it out, you know. Uh, I haven't had any problems so far. Um, and I agree with Steve. If the game is replaceable, it's replaceable. There's You shouldn't stress out because it is just cardboard and wood and plastic. Do you guys sleeve your cards? At home, no. No, at home I don't. I actually really enjoy 
the feel of the actual card. Mm. And I think it's easier to shuffle. I think it's easier to set up. I don't really like sleeves. And I see sleeves as an, uh, a necessary evil. I mean, it's a little extreme. Maybe I don't think they're evil. <laughs> they're inanimate. They blessing. can be. They, they can be, well, evil from a is this game usable and convenient way. Uh, I have found uh, we sleeve at the cafe. Of yeah, course. for the record, folks, uh, card sleeves are a thing you might not necessarily have heard of. They're little plastic sleeves that you use for each individual card. It makes the cards look like they've been laminated. They haven't been. It's actually like a little envelope. Uh, but we uh, we sleeve as Steve was saying. We sleeve a lot in the cafe for reasons he's going to go into. They're not that expensive, and they can do a lot to preserve a game. But they can also be associated with um, <clears throat> a shall we say very strict. Policy with regards to how your games are treated. I don't sleeve at home because I have over 200 games in my personal collection. <laughs> that would be a lot of sleeves. No single game gets enough use at my house that it needs that level of protection. We sleeve at the cafe because um, if it's even moderately popular, it gets played a dozen times a day. Uh, it, our games go through more punishment than any publisher has ever expected a game to get used mm. in its lifetime. Our, our guess who's break all the time because they're so flimsy. They're fine for home use. They're designed for kids. They're going to be broken at about the same time that the kid outgrows the game. <laughs> uh, but in our location at the cafe, they get used a lot. And so, you know, they can't stand the punishment. Uh, so that's why we do things like sleeve. We also, uh, I lacquer a lot of the cardboard components as well with a, with a spray varnish. varnish. Yeah. Not something I would bother doing at home. All right. Let's go into some more detail then. So some of the hazards that can occur with food and drink at the table. Cold drinks leave condensation on the table. That can be a problem for paper components like cards, boards, paper money at the table. How big a problem is this? For you at home or your friend's place when you're playing. Not much, I'm guessing. No, not much. Uh, how big a problem is this at lattes? Do you ever see this being an issue? Uh, yes, more um, actual spills are the issue. I mm. mean, condensation is a bit of a drag, and, and anytime I'm at a table checking out them for, you know, do they need help or whatever, if I see condensation, I'll take my rag and I will wipe it down just out of habit. Especially if it's uh, a game like, say, Cockroach Poker, where you're sliding cards across the table. If it has to go through a wet spot to get there, yeah. then that can actually permanently mark the cards. Yeah, and that's no good for that kind of game. Mm. And is this really a problem at latte, at loggers? Uh, well, I mean, Scott, who's done a lot of the work uh, with Steve at, at loggers, uh, he's gone through very similar efforts that Steve has, and uh, he's picked games, you know, that can kind of take a bit of punishment, if mm. I can say that. I mean, the game we've very quickly seen, it's kind of the natural selection of board games, <laughs> Darwinism for board games, because if that game is not meant for there and it can't survive, you know, being in a bar with cold beer, it definitely can't survive being in a bar with cold beer. You'll find out very quickly. <laughs> I've seen some games go down in a day and it's a sad sight, but everything that's survived makes sense and works. I imagine the prevalence of coasters at the bar helps, though. Yes, we, they, everybody at Loggers respects wood. Uh, there are coasters <laughs> at, the, at every table. It's a policy that every drink has a coaster underneath it. Should we have coasters at uh, lattes, or is that not really an issue, considering it's mostly hot drinks? Um, well, it will be a thing. Yeah, Actually, I, it's true. Yeah, it's like coasters are a good idea. I'm not sure that um, at this point they're worth the added mm. trouble of coasters, but... Uh, Okay, so like you were saying, a spilled drink at uh, the gaming table can be a real disaster. Mm. If you're if you're playing at home, what do you do if somebody spills a drink all over your game? What's the what's the, it's like from a first aid point of view, from a first response point of view? My, what is the top priority? My instant response is get anything that hasn't already been spilled out of the danger zone. Okay. 
Okay. Uh, like if 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 someone spills on part of the game, whatever components haven't been hit, get them out. Make sure that they're safe. Then it's time to triage the components. Um, then it's you know lift the board, let it drain uh, onto the table, mop up what's on the table. If there's cash, money, or cards that are that have gotten wet, then they've got to get picked up, put on paper towel, laid out individually on paper towel to dry off, that sort of thing. But save the stuff that hasn't been hurt first. That way you minimize the damage. You might completely destroy one component, but you save a bunch of others. So again, if you get into a severe car accident, don't call Steve for help. <laughs> um, Unless you want me to save your children. Yes, the, 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 ones were, the ones were uninjured. That's yes, right. the uninjured children, not the injured ones. Uh, I, I, it's, I think Steve makes a great point, though. I think, you know, handle the damage, the collateral damage. Don't let there be collateral damage necessarily. Get what you can out and clean up as fast as you can. For me, it's get it out. Don't let it saturate because I think, you know, there's, there's you have maybe like a window where the kind of the, uh, the coating on the card, the natural coating they put onto it is going to give you maybe like 10 seconds at most of kind of leeway to get water off there. And then you're, then it's done. And it's that card soaks up water. So I think getting it off quickly, just being quick. For me, it's the speed. It's just absolute speed. Have you had to actually leap into action at oh, yes. loggers? Like my, my spidey sense went right out <laughs> and I just, it just took care of it. Um, again, because of the kind of the natural selection aspect of loggers, games that get hit either get hit really hard or they don't get hit at all or they survive. Mm. So there hasn't been a lot of saving going on unless they don't need saving. Any more tips for uh, rescuing partly damaged pieces or cards or what have you? Ah, well, um, preventative tips mostly. Uh, if you've got games that have paper money, paper money is just crap in a game. Uh, <laughs> we don't care about preserving paper money though, do we? Get yourself some poker chips and yeah. use that instead of paper currency. Uh, that's one way to help stop the problem before it begins. Uh, if you're really serious about preserving your games, laminate, or not Cards laminate, but uh, sleeves for the things that need sleeves and spray varnish for the thicker cardboard components. A board, Carcassonne tiles, that type of level component. Uh, you know, a few extra bucks on some, some spray varnish and you are going to save yourself uh, a $40 repurchase. It's done a lot for the yeah. longevity of the games at the uh, cafe and the bar. I would say uh, if if you haven't been able to go that route, um, that definitely uh, avoiding if you got if you got cards, avoid 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 a hair dryer. You want those cards to naturally dry. If you can hang them on a clothesline, all the better. And then if you want to iron them out, you can just iron them out with something in the middle between like a towel or something like that. It'll help you get the cards into a working order again. At least get them flat again. So those two things: avoid at heat, try and dry them off, and let them uh, and then iron them out. All right. Now, what about foods? I mean, obviously, there's a reason why you haven't put chicken wings on the menu at either of these places. <laughs> yes, definitely. I think um, there are some foods that are the natural enemies. Uh, I've been talking a lot about Dar Darwinism and enemies. And <laughs> it's it's true. This is a surprisingly biological. It is. Of, I guess uh, this is the way my brain works. But yeah. um, yes, there are some foods that are obviously poor choices for interaction with a game or anything that you use your hands for. Chicken wings are a great example of that. Uh, soups have been brought up, and soups are actually the most controversial topic for food. <laughs> no <laughs> soup. No soup. <laughs> no soup for you, any of you, as long as I've got to say. Uh, what about stews? What about like semi-solid, semi-liquid products? Stews, maybe. They're, like less, curry or they're less prone to spillage, but a really liquid soup just strikes me as a horrible idea for anywhere near your games. Yeah. It just 
not the right thing. I'm like the drip of water on the rock that is Steve for eternity. <laughs> and one day we'll get there. And then, of course, we've got uh, powdery or greasy things like cheese twists or fries or anything greasy like that. Buttery popcorn. Uh, you're eating those and you're handling cards. Very soon you're going to be able to see through those cards. Yeah. Um, there's, there's not a lot you can do um, about that other than... If you're really concerned, ask your friends, you know, napkins, have napkins handy, uh, ask your friends to just be aware. I mean, yeah, Cheetos are a, a horrible <laughs> product. Doritos, similarly, the, the coating just gets on your fingers and gets everywhere. And whether you handle the game without cleaning off your hands or whether you, you know lick the dust off your fingers, that's just as bad because now it's... <laughs> Not as much color, but now it's wet, and that's just <laughs> honestly, bad honestly too. I'd say baby wipes. Get baby wipes. That sounds super weird, and you're gonna look like a creep in the in the grocery store. But baby wipes, <laughs> or maybe you'll look like a concerned parent. But not me. I definitely won't. Aaron's cart full of Cheetos and baby wipes <laughs> <laughs> and Mountain Dew. Brought to you by Doritos and Mountain Dew. What about uh, plates with knives and forks? Um, I, I, I never actually serve like a meal meal together at uh, the game table. But actually, that's not true. That is actually not true. Last time I had a game night, we're playing Touch of Evil, and a couple of us had uh, had like a Thai rice food. curry thing. Yeah. Um, so I'm being hypocritical here, but in, in, in each of these cases, the people handling it, the, these are people who I trust around my games. And uh, at at lattes, then you know somebody's eating a sandwich and a salad. Generally speaking, it's okay. Generally. Um, the thing about forks and knives is as long as they stay on the plate, they're great. Mm. But do you know how often people drop their fork or drop their knife or they put it on the plate and it's not balanced? It's not on the plate enough and it just <laughs> slides off and suddenly now you've got Caesar salad somewhere on the table or worse on the game. It happens. Uh, there's not really a lot that we can do about it. Uh, we just try to maintain the games as best we can we can't police people at the table because our customers would just leave and the other thing too is that generally speaking at least in my experience people are pretty conscientious about this stuff they try to treat the games as though it were something that it was one of their friends um i i'm not sure i agree with that statement i maybe it's because i mostly work nights maybe but i used to work nights too and I found parts of sandwich in games that have been put back on the shelf. One time I leave my sandwich in a game, I'm going to eat it later, and then I get this all the time. <sighs> no, but seriously, that I, confirmation bias, Steve. I, I know what happened to you. I think it was like a one-time occurrence once. The worst I find in Last games week, usually is, is a menu. I, I find put the menu in there together every with, single uh, with day, books and stuff. Every single day I find menus in the games. Um Admittedly, food in the games is rare, but it has happened to me on more than one occasion. One time I found a black jujube in a box of kulami. I'm really hoping <laughs> that they were missing a stone and thought, well, this will the black do marble. as, sure, as, that as counts, a substitute. That counts. It looks like about the same. At the same time, it shouldn't have been left in the game. True <laughs> enough, but again, considering the sheer number of people who come through that place. The yeah, ra- yeah, yeah, the air travel is the safest way to fly, sure. <laughs> <laughs> It doesn't do you any good when your plane goes down. Uh, yeah, don't get don't uh, get in the way with your facts. <laughs> anyway, 
Well, I guess there are arguments pro and con for all these things. There, there's an extent that you can go to to protect your games. Maybe it's too far. There's an extent that's into which it wouldn't be maybe too lenient. But the fact is, either way, games are still, if it's your games at home, they're still going to be cheap compared to going to the movies or clubbing or whatever as far as entertainment's concerned. And they cost some money, so preserving them makes sense. And uh, we've talked a little bit about how at the cafe and the bar, circumstances kind of constrain our choices. They kind of inform what we got to do. In your own home, of course, you have to find your own balance between keeping games in good shape versus just having fun. And we hope this episode has helped you to find that balance. Till next time, I'm Jonathan Moriarty with Steve Tassie and Aaron Zach. Game on. Game on. Game on. Thanks for listening. A huge thank you to everyone who helped out on Friday night for our annual Catanathon. We raised over $2,600 for the Canadian Cancer Society. Be sure to tune in next week for our next installment of Guru Voodoo. Until then, this is P.T. Douglas. Game on.